Welcome to a bonus episode of Yeah, It's That Bad, I guess. For those who are wondering, today is February 9th, 2012. Not even remotely February 9th. Is it... (laughs) It is. It is actually almost February 11th. We are actually complete. We're, we're almost two days away from February 9th. <laughs> okay, then it's uh. Well, it's midnight now, so it's, it's February 11th. Then we're yeah. two days away from like what? Yeah. So we're supposed to be reviewing Valentine's Day right now, but mm-hmm. do one of you guys want to discuss why we're not talking about Valentine's Day right now? I, I I can't even mentally bring myself to discuss what I just saw because I don't even understand what I just saw. We were shell shocked at the end of that movie. Like, I do not want to talk about it at I, all. I, I'm in the emotional state of a soldier who stormed the beach of Normandy right right now. Like, I just made it over the over the beachhead here. Yeah, so we're just going to postpone it until later. <laughs> I wanted to do it, but I was vetoed. Yeah, I don't want to talk about it. So I just wanted to put this dark chapter of my life behind me. Wait, you wanted to do it, or you felt like it's better to suffer now? Yes, yes. Suffer, suffer. now to enjoy my life later. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, well, we're just going to just talk about whatever this is BS. You know, this has been something that people have requested in the past that we just talk about anything, you know, mm-hmm. more relaxed, a little laissez-faire action. So just a couple of guys hanging out in a porto potty. Exactly. So we need to come up with a Shooting title. Shooting the shit? Ugh. <laughs> we, need to, we need to come up with a title. There's probably for like this. 18 podcasts with that name. Yeah. What, shooting the shit yeah. with? And then it has the name of the hosts. <laughs> so th- the one suggestion was B sides. Yeah, it's that bad B sides. I'm going to throw this idea on the table. Yeah, it's that bad. After dark. <laughs> when have we ever recorded a podcast? <laughs> when it was, I, I, like, I feel like the majority of these are, are after dark. <laughs> Sometimes they approach daylight. Yeah. <laughs> So what's going on with you two guys? The both of you are dying from various illnesses and diseases. <laughs> this has been turned into like a medical podcast. Every week there's something new and different happening with our bodies. <laughs> All right, Kevin, go ahead. Yeah, I came down with a sinus infection this week. It's day five of this. <laughs> I finally went to the doctor's yesterday, got some medicine. I'm not contagious. You guys are okay, but yeah, not feeling good. I tore my rotator cuff, so I can't really move my arm without it feeling like someone is stabbing me in the back. And then uh, on top of that, your masturbation ratio is going to take a real hit. (laughs) What, from my right to left hand? (laughs) It doesn't matter because as long as I, as long as I keep a firm grip, keep my, keep my chin up. Yeah. You know. Keep a stiff upper lip. Keep, yeah, keep, what? (laughs) (laughs) Anyway, that and I have like a kind of a sinus thing from Joel. Yeah, I am patient zero. I was the first one to have the sinus infection. Yeah, Joel was a uh, Canadian steward. I think you can hear it on one of the episodes. I'm trying to remember what episode it was that I was. Your Gwyneth Paltrow? Yeah, a little outbreak action. Contagion? Yeah, that's that's how much I love that movie. I forgot the title. (laughs) My sinus infection, I don't think is anywhere near near as bad as Joel's was. Joel's was like totally incapacitating for him. I, he looked like he was dying. That's Joel's MO. That happens like four times a year. He comes down with something and it just wreaks havoc on his body. Wait, uh, wait, Kevin, are you saying that Joel has a very weak immune system? No, Joel's in a situation where he is in constant contact with germs. He, it, it's like he works in a CDC lab without <laughs> his protective gear on. That's yeah, pretty much. <laughs> You ever been on the subway? (laughs) 
the subway isn't like a preschool where like kids are blowing like their noses on. It is sleep. when there's 300 people in a space only built for 100 people mm-hmm. and people are sneezing and farting and coughing in your face nonstop. Who's farting in your face <laughs> and how much money do you have to pay them to get them to do that? <laughs> oh, it's free. <laughs> All right. So to lighten the mood here, I have in my hand a box of cards. It's a card game. You say condoms. Yeah, I've got that too. <laughs> <laughs> this is uh, Chuck Klosterman's Hypotheticals. 50 questions for insane conversations. Both of you are familiar with this guy. Mm-hmm. Yeah. He wrote a book. He wrote this, he wrote this book called uh, Sex, Drugs, and Cocoa Puffs. And in it, he has these crazy hypothetical questions. Half of these questions are those. But the other half, none of you have ever heard of them. So I thought it'd be fun to go through them and see how you guys answer these things. And you people listening at home can play along with us. Mm. I specifically picked out this one to be the first one because I think this question is insane. And it really is going to demand a lot of thought on our parts, okay? okay? This question is called Shock the People Nicely. You are given the opportunity to create and direct a feature film. The studio offers you a huge budget, provides you with a top-notch writing and technical staff, and allows you to cast whomever you desire in the lead roles. There are essentially no limitations on what this movie can be, except for two. The movie you make has to fulfill the following two criteria. One, it has to be extremely edgy and transgressive. You need to confront taboo social issues. You need to shock people. Ideally, the film will address ideas that have never been tackled by mainstream filmmakers. If this movie is not the most controversial film of the year, the studio will probably not release it. However, two, it has to get a PG rating. It cannot be R or even PG-13. There may be limited profanity, minor depictions of violence, and fleeting nudity. Nothing that would prompt the ratings board to go beyond the PG classification. Question, what is the premise and plot of your hypothetical movie? The premise of my hypothetical movie would probably be the story of children going to school, but the edgy aspect of it is that their family structure is based of six to eight parents. All of those parents are of the same sex. You don't show any sexual contact. Wait, 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 wait. Do you mean, did you say one kid who has six dads or something? Yeah, yeah, yeah. He has six, six dads or six moms, okay? And it doesn't show them engaging in any sexual contact or curse or anything. They are just, it is, it is shown that they all, they all sleep in the same bed there but it's 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 polygamist and it's all same sex and it ranges in ages from like 18 to like 78 oh the dads yeah the dads the moms they're all different ages and races and creeds they're all they're all represented uh, okay. that, that, that would be the premise for so, my movie so there's six dads six. they're all cuddling a little kid yeah no they're all they're all the couch together they're all there's a few old ones and, and they're all that's their kid <laughs> You got a title? It's a family affair. (laughs) I don't know. (laughs) Shocking and taboo. Is that, I mean. That's pretty good, actually. (laughs) It's a family affair. Okay, next question. The Desert Island. While traveling on business, your spouse, whom you love, is involved in a plane crash over the Pacific Ocean. It is assumed that everyone on board has died, but then the unbelievable happens. It turns out that your spouse has survived. He or she managed to swim to a desert island where he or she lived in relative comfort with one other survivor. They miraculously located most of the aircraft supplies on the beach, and the island itself was filled with ample food sources. The two survivors returned home via helicopter, greeted by the public and media sensations 
Legends, during a press conference, you cannot help but notice that the other survivor physically embodies the type of person to whom your mate is normally attracted. Moreover, the intensity of the event has clearly galvanized the relationship between the two crash victims. They spend most of the interview explaining how they could not have survived without the other person's presence. They explain how they passed the time by telling anecdotes from their respective lives and both admit to having virtually given up on the possibility for rescue. At the end of the press conference, the two survivors share a tearful goodbye hug. It's extremely emotional. After the press conference, you are finally reunited with your spouse. He or she embraces you warmly and kisses you deeply. Question, how long do you wait before asking if he or she was ever unfaithful to you on this island? Do you ever ask? And if your mate's answer is yes, would that, under these specific circumstances, be acceptable? How, wait, do we know how long? Yeah, how long are they on this island um, for, Joel? How long, like, like three days? Yeah, if they're giving it up after like 48 hours, I think that that's an issue. Yeah, I think that's 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 a clincher. Yeah, I mean, that, that matters, right? Three days, three weeks. If it's three months, then okay. Uh, three months isn't really that long. <laughs> how long were they on the island and lost? Years, man. <laughs> Who knows? <laughs> In what dimension? That's another good question. <laughs> I guess, like, what it comes down to is how long they're on the island for. For me, it would be... I'm saying no. I'm saying you can all take a pass. So you don't even ask? No, no, nope. It would probably eat me up inside (laughs) for the rest of my life. But given the circumstances, you got to let that slide, right? As far as you know, she she thought she was dead. She could have very easily been dead. Yeah. If everybody accepted that she was dead and you cheated on her, do you tell her? Oh, yeah. You think she's going to ask me? Is she going to ask you? Here's what I would do. If she asked me if I cheated on her while she was on the island and I thought she was dead, then I think it's fair game to ask her. Yeah, I would agree with that. But if it's not brought up and a relationship isn't strong enough to deal with that, then maybe the relationship wasn't really meant to be in the first place. Mm. I feel like I would trust that person if I'm going to actually marry them to essentially tell me and be honest with me no matter what. So that's that's my final my final answer. Okay. All right. Let's do this. This should be the last question. The porn painter. Okay. You need to have the inside of your home painted. A thorough online search of available professional painters indicates that the one candidate is a especially ideal for your needs. He has earned high approval ratings from past employers and is relatively inexpensive. However, when you contact him by phone, he mentions one strange detail about his work habits. He insists on watching pornography while painting. Don't worry, I don't masturbate to it. It's just for entertainment, he says, but it's the only way I like to paint. This being the case, I will need to use your DVD player to view my personal collection of erotic films while I work. I may also use your cable service to purchase on-demand or pay-per-view pornographic movies, <laughs> but I will itemize my movies I watch and subtract them from the cost of your overall bill. Question, do you employ this pornography enthusiast as your house painter? <laughs> Kevin, what do you think? And the, by the way, the, the online ratings say that he's the best of the best of the best in the area. He has amazing references. <laughs> and then, yeah, I'd be okay with it. <laughs> he's watching porno? Yeah, sure, why not? Would you let your significant other be there while he's painting and you have to go Oh, work? no. No, no, no. Kevin. No way. <laughs> Zero. No chance. You don't think she'd enjoy it? I don't think anyone should be left with that person in that situation. They should he's, be on their own. He's very professional. He's got all the references. Yeah, no, that's all right. It, all right. it, it helps him paint better. <laughs> his paint, his painting is more thorough. It's faster. Yeah, that's fine. He can do it. So you're like in the other room, and he just hears his porno noises. I would leave. And, and paint no, 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 no. on the wall. Everyone leaves. <laughs> Let that man work. You, you're gonna trust him in alone peace. in your house? Yeah, sure. My cat is gonna be. You have to be there. <laughs> <laughs> you have to watch him paint while he watches porn. <laughs> what would you do if he didn't even look at your wall? It was like magical. He just watched porn and oh, painted oh, yeah, yeah. with a free hand. That's fine. <laughs> I just won't be there. 
here to see it. What have you guys been up to? What topics do you want to talk about? So have you guys done anything cool lately? Besides planning a wedding? Yeah, how's that working out for you? All right. How heavily involved are you in? I'm heavily involved in everything. Are you Are you the actual, are you the wedding planner or are you Jennifer Lopez? No. Are you the monster-in-law? <laughs> no, someone else, like, she's doing the planning, but. Are you monster I, I have to, I have buy-in on everything. I have veto power. Wow, you're you're like the president. Are you the I, maid yes. of honor? Yes, no, I'm the... <laughs> I'm the president of this situation. 27 dresses. Yeah, that's it. Are you the bachelor? Are you having a bride war? No. You're not Bridezilla. Nope, no Bridezillas. Is Have Rachel you- getting married? No. Who's the father of the bride? <laughs> <laughs> Are you having four weddings and a funeral? <laughs> as long as there aren't eight heads in a duffel bag. <laughs> Come on, numbers. Keep them going. <laughs> oh, okay, yeah. 12 monkeys. Boo. Boo. <laughs> I had the tasting last weekend. How'd that go? For what you? were you tasting? The food. <laughs> the, the yogurt? <laughs> what were you tasting? <laughs> the food is really good. I have a really tough decision to make now, though. What, for the entrees? Yeah. What are you going to pick? <sighs> I'm going back and forth between salmon and swordfish. Ooh. I would go with swordfish just because that's most people go with salmon. Yeah, but the the, the salmon was really good. You know, salmon can, can be pretty iffy sometimes. Yeah, but I think that the salmon that you tasted is not going to be the salmon that everybody else is going to be eating. <laughs> no, I think so. Because it, it's at a restaurant. It's not like um, it's not like a oh, reception hall type place. I know, place. but they gave you like really fresh salmon. I'm guaranteeing well, you that. The, the the swordfish was was blackened. Ooh. And it was it was pretty spicy. I don't really like spicy food, and I'll probably get the fish. You couldn't tell them to cut down on the spice a little bit. I could. What but I don't like I don't like telling professional chefs how to do their job. I agree with that. What? But isn't the options? chef's job to cater to your taste, your your whims? Yeah, your your whims of fancy. Yeah, but I mean, I, I like the salmon a lot. I think I'm gonna go with the salmon. There's, I don't know. There's I, chicken, there's steak, Kevin, and then there's this fish. Is, Kevin, this is your day. I know. That's why I think I'm going with salmon. I kind of, you know, I kind of agree with you. I, I think that's a kind of a low class move when you go to a restaurant, like a real restaurant. And tell a chef how to cook. Yeah, you start mixing and matching yeah. stuff. It's like, these guys know what they're doing. Like, this mm-hmm. this stuff is paired this way for a reason. Yep. And you're like doing this stuff. That's like, get, get out of here. Go to good. I mean, if there's something I really don't like, I take it. I, then I don't to... order it. Order something else. Yeah, but if it's something I know. Okay, for instance, if you order a sandwich and mayo comes on it, you can't say no mayo. Yeah, you take it. No, I say no mayo all you the time. You take it like a man. No, I don't. Mayo it up. No, how, mayonnaise is how many, so unhealthy for you. Wait, 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 wait. How many different types of mayo did you get to taste? <laughs> oh, is it just, mayo? <laughs> just, just like a mayo <laughs> tasting? At the tasting, they have like mayo in like this tube just squirted <laughs> into his mouth. <laughs> gogurt. How many flavors of gogurt did they have? No, they didn't have any gogurt. <laughs> Nobody came out in rollerblades so, and so, squeezed so, them into your mouth? Yeah, they, like, yeah like, like in the Polar Express, they shot like <laughs> white goo from across the room in your mouth. So what are going to be my options at this wedding? Uh, for the entrees? What are you, no, what am I going to eat all day? Does the best man get a, his own separate better dinner than the no. rest of the, no. the, 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 rest of the bridal party? Dinner. Everyone else. You start off with a salad and you'll have a... The best man doesn't get the best meal. Yeah, we might as well reveal that now, right? That's never come up on the podcast. I am Kevin's best man, uh-huh. right? And I'm getting married. Did we even... Have that, no, no, yeah, yeah, yeah. That's never come up. That's never come up. So it's... Wait, wait. 100 days, actually. <laughs> From today, right? From, well, yesterday. So, so wait, Joel's, Joel's not going to gonna get a better meal than, I don't know. I get the same meal. Yeah, but you're not the best man. He's the yeah, best. I, yeah, I'm way better than you. Yeah, He's the best. Believe, he doesn't I really get any better. I really struggle with that. <laughs> <laughs> so wait, so what are my food options? 
Angel doesn't even give a shit. He's yeah, like, you get a salad, and there's chicken, steak, and fish. Probably gonna be salmon. Joel, would you have preferred swordfish? Hmm. I'm sort of, I'm sort of ambivalent on the whole thing. Are you, are you eat fish? I can. I'm capable of eating fish. I don't know if I've ever seen you eat fish. Didn't you have scallops that, that a month really, ago? That doesn't really come up that way. Yeah, I made scallops. Recently. Yeah, and supposedly oh, yeah. he made scallops, and they were like awesome. Yeah, oh, that's right. Yeah, remember? That's right. I did. I'm gonna make that again. Hmm. Scallops were good. The cake we're gonna figure out this weekend. We're picking up cupcake samples of the different types of cakes and stuff. When do you think that bubble's gonna burst? The craft cupcake market? Because there's like a cupcake <sighs> shop now, I feel like, in every town. Yeah. You ever had, yeah, crumbs is really popular yeah. in the city. Designer People are buying cupcakes. that. Cupcakes. Mm-hmm. Cake boss? Yeah, is he Oh, the- I got a bone to pick with that bastard. <laughs> Is, is is he the one who started it? I don't know. So here's no, a, I think the DC the DC cupcakes is the you're first right, one. You're right. You're right. You're right. You're right. Ace of cakes. Which I've no the DC one. I think it was Georgetown cupcakes. When I, I worked in DC for a while, there'd be a line for that place. It'd be like over a hundred people long. That's what it's like now for the cake boss. Just waiting for a cupcake. All they had was cupcakes. Was it that good? I didn't. I didn't ever bother waiting in line for that. Yeah, cupcakes a cupcake. Yeah, I don't have time for that. Yeah. What about going to like a really good restaurant like Peter Luger's? Would you? wait in line for that? Uh, I'd make a reservation. You can't. I don't like waiting in line, period. As I grow older, oh, my yeah, tolerance yeah. for lines gets shorter and shorter yeah, and shorter. Joel made, made that known the other night at the movies when we had to wait in line to get yeah. into the movie for like, we were there for like, what, an hour? Why? What was the point of that? I don't know. But you know, yeah, my hatred for lines began when I went to Six The last time I went to Six Flags, I was like, I am too old to be waiting in line for frivolous stuff like this. But uh, yeah. Yeah, so the cake boss, mm-hmm. I have I've got, uh, I've, got a, I've got some stories to tell about that guy. What about how he made your teeth red? Yeah. I knew that you were going to bring that up. Good. At, at some point. Yeah, I've got two Cake Boss stories. For those who don't know who the Cake Boss is, how do you explain what this is? Cake Boss, he's a TV show. It's a reality TV show based on a uh, bakery. Based on Carlos's bakery in Hoboken, which is like right around where we are, yeah, which Jersey. is where we grew up. And Yeah, so I have two Cake Boss related stories where that guy can go take a hike. The, 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 <laughs> the first time I, I had a Cake Boss cake, was somebody had them at work. Somebody was like, hey, I was just at the cake boss. I got these cakes, got these cupcakes. And I took it and I ate it. It was this enormous cupcake. I, I took like one bite of it. And like within seconds, seconds, the moment it was in my mouth, I started sweating, <laughs> started shaking. Like my heart was like beating like 100 miles an hour. What the hell? What, what do you think that was? What happened? Did I have like an insulin spike or something? It sounds like someone put methamphetamine in the cupcake. <laughs> yeah. Like. yeah, I think you were, I think your cupcake was spiked. Yeah, I, I've never experienced it before. I was like, <gasps> I thought I was going to die. Yeah, so that was uh, Cupcake Fiasco number one. And then there was the one night that we were out. Oh, God. So, one of those so this disgusting, is, this is, horrible nights that we spent in Hoboken just bar hopping. No, 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 no. That had nothing to do with that. But, um, my second encounter with the Cake Boss was the day that you and I went to go see Al Pacino in Shakespeare in the Park. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. And I was walking through Hoboken, and there were all these people running around with cupcakes in their hands. Do you remember this? Yeah, the red the red ones. Yeah, they had, they had these cupcakes. People were just, everybody had a cupcake. So I was like, they must be giving free cupcakes over there. So my, my, You're like, whoa, whoa, whoa. Yeah, my cheapo sense was tingling. So I, I went running <laughs> and in that direction. It's like, wow, free food, free food. I was sniffing it out. And lo and behold, there were people from the cake boss. They had all these boxes of cakes, cupcakes, and they were just giving them out to people willy-nilly. And I went up to the guy and I go, what do you got? And he goes, I got two cupcakes here, white and red. And I go, hey, what's the difference between the two? He goes, they taste the same. The only difference is that the red one, it might stain your teeth a little bit. 
bit. <laughs> and I'm like, oh, okay, all right. So the, the, the white one was just white. It was just plain looking. And the, do you remember how the red one, it was so unnaturally bright neon red. I don't know if I can explain this to anybody, but if you could picture the brightest bathing suit from the year 1983, or 1984 that was worn on in, right it was. In, in Miami Beach. That's the color of this cupcake. I, I feel as if this cupcake was at the complete end of the light spectrum. Like it was just <laughs> it was it was just about to go yeah, into ultraviolet. I wouldn't be able no, to see no, it, it anymore. Was, it was about to go into infrared. It was going to start giving off heat. <laughs> <laughs> Might as well. Yeah, so I was like, what the hell? You know, this I'll, I'll get this hot, fiery, passionate cupcake. And I, I grabbed it, shot it down, you know, took a big swig of it. I just swigged. I just I unhinged my jaw like a snake. <laughs> <laughs> tossed it Didn't in. even take the paper off of it? <laughs> no. No, no, no. So I, I ate it and I looked at my fingers. My fingers were like, it's like I did my fingers in paint, like finger paint. That's what they look like, my fingers. I was like, oh, Jesus. And then I went up to a mirror, like a nearby mirror, and I looked at my face and it looked like somebody had punched me in the mouth nonstop for, for two days. <laughs> It was so red. So red. And, and I was looking around. It was everybody's mouth was like that. I wasn't alone. Every single person. It looked like everybody had just gotten out of the rave scene from Blade in the <laughs> intro. And they had just they had just drank out of that blood sprinkler system. And they had just started Best going Best rave ever, by yeah. the way. I yeah, gotta get yeah. me a pair of those flashlight head, the flashlight head gear that head, guy had. Headset that he had, yeah. Yeah. Anyway, but the one good thing about this was, remember, there was that one cute girl on the, the train. We talked to her about, I was like, hey, you got it. Like, your mouth is all red. And she's like, yeah, I got a cake from the cake boss. You're like, yeah, me, me too. Me too. So let me get this straight. Let me get this straight. You were given a cupcake. Uh-huh. Free. Yeah. It gave you a sugar high. Oh, yeah. In another situation, you heard of free cupcakes. You sought that out. Uh-huh. You were warned. I sure was. But then suffered the consequences. And you're blaming the cake boss for both of these? Why didn't you just, why, why didn't you just get the white cupcake? Yeah. Hindsight, you know, 2020, whatever. How about this? What you didn't did like the first cupcake from that place. Why would you even get another one? Just because it was free? Yeah. Yeah, that's how he works. You're fr- you've been frozen longer than I have. You know how he is. <laughs> hey, man, I-, I was young and foolish. <laughs> this was like last year. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. You were in your late 20s. <laughs> yeah, so the cake boss can take a hike. I think you're unjustly harsh on the cake <laughs> boss. I don't know. I thought the white cupcake that I got was pretty good, and nothing weird happened to, to yeah, my Yeah, but see, you, you live a, a life, a dull, meaningless existence. <laughs> Or I grabbed the bull by the horns and I grabbed the, the red cupcake. I thought that this was Jammed a story. in my gullet hole. This whole story is based about how you hate the cake boss because he hurt you. And I'm telling you that... And I'm and I'm and I'm telling you that that I just got a, a regular white cupcake and it was delicious. The end. Yeah, I. You. It's. It sounds more like you hurt yourself. I reached. Yeah, this is completely self-inflicted. This that day I reached dizzying new heights. Dizzying new vistas. New vistas heights. of unknown superhuman. Superhuman what? What could you possibly finish the sentence with? <laughs> Well, that's a cautionary tale. I hope you learned a lesson from that. I was, I was right next to you when it happened. <laughs> oh! What's the matter with you? Oh, something popped. <laughs> Just give yourself a hernia laughing. Like, like I was, I was there the whole night. Like, what are you, what are you talking? I was right next to you the whole night. 
Well, there you go. Let that be a lesson to all you out there. So, what about you? What have you been doing lately? Do anything cool? Anything fun? Anything exciting? Nothing involving the cake, boss. I, I, geez, I, (laughs) snowboarding. I guess the surf's been pretty dismal. I saw a seal like two weekends ago. It's Mm. kind of exciting. While snowboarding? Yeah, yeah. It was was one of those mountain seals. Hey, can you tell him about um our our mutual friend who fell off a roof? Oh my God! No names. Protect the innocent. Maybe you should shame publicly shame him. (laughs) I should really. I mean, I, I, I can't even believe he's alive. <laughs> We're, I, I'm, I'm at a uh, rooftop party in Jersey City over the summer, and I, the second I got in the car to head out to this party, I knew that I had made a dire mistake. I just, the cast of characters that were heading here, I, I knew that there was nothing but trouble. Undesirable. Un- yeah, yeah. It, That's the best way Essentially, yeah. The, the people that were going were all outcasts. Like, and I mean that in the Indian caste system, these people like were lower than low. Like they were, they had, they, they were soulless. Well, not just that, but w- w- at least one of them is a known felon. <laughs> yeah, yeah. One of them, one of them has like served time. Oh, you were invited, Joel? He fled the, yeah, it was me. <laughs> He fled the country, right? Yeah, yeah. He fled to Costa Rica. I didn't find out about this till fear of extradition. He fled the country. I didn't. I didn't find out about this till later in the evening. I'm like, wow, thanks for taking me to a party with a known felon. Be sure to not. We used to hang around your house all the time. Yeah, I know. Unbelievable. Those are dark days. Really, really dark days. I head to this party in Jersey City, and it's the apartment's really nice. It's three floors. There's there's chandeliers. It's really well decorated, like twelve foot ceilings. Very. It's it's a it's a very old apartment and it's very nice and you know they're having kind of like a housewarming party and they have you know how in Brooklyn how like you'll have like rooftop parties and you know there's like a lip edge to mm-hmm. the roof and people barbecue up there and stuff and mm-hmm. hang out that's that's essentially I've seen what, how I met your mother yeah okay that's essentially what's going on you know people are playing beer pong out there there's food out there a table later on the night this kid gets obliterated drunk and apparently someone's like I think he's on ecstasy <laughs> I'm like wow great this is so this is a great, great, great party. I'm really glad to be a part of this. I'm sitting there with a beer in my hand. Uh, the girl who is my girlfriend now, we're just sitting out there. He starts slurring his speech and like hitting stuff. And I tell her to go inside because this is obviously getting out of control and I can't protect myself and her at the same time. Didn't he at that point admit to being a known rapist? He ad- he admitted rapist to... Pig? He's a rapist pig. He admitted to... No, he was threatening to rape some of the girls downstairs. Not in jail. <laughs> no, no, no. There was, there was, there, there was no, there was no hint of like was sarcasm it, or joke. Was or, it jocular? Yeah, no, it was not. It was not jocular. It was terrifying. I thought I was on the, you know, I thought that I was on this rooftop party with a serial killer rapist and. <laughs> He turns around and he's, he he says something incoherent to me about rape and then leans to the side, rolls over his shoulder and falls three stories head first. <laughs> he, he like he like rolls over the, the, the lip of this roof and it's like a foot tall. The lip of this roof. It's like bricks. I don't know how he did it. He had to like roll over it. <laughs> It took a lot of... Sc- I, I still cannot... I saw it happen. I still can't believe he was able to do it. He fell three stories or, you know, about 36 feet head first onto concrete. And, un- you know, I, I look over the edge and I see him down there and I hear him moaning a little bit, but he is not really conscious. <laughs> no, yeah, he, he kind of sounded like that. He was like, oh, oh. And, and I'm like, oh, cool. You know, he's going <laughs> to die. <laughs> 
<laughs> no, no, no. I, I didn't. I didn't even think he was. I, I thought that he was in the process of dying. I thought mm-hmm. that he had broken his neck. He had severe head trauma. He was going to be dead in a few minutes. So I, I get. You know, I crawl in back through the window and I say, "Can I borrow your phone?" And the person's like, "Sure." What are you doing? I'm like, "You know what? I'm going to go down there because I, I had some uh, e- EMT training." So I go down there to because everybody else there is drunk or apparently everyone's on ecstasy. <laughs> hey, call nine one one. This kid's probably going to die. And they're like, "What?" I'm like, "Uh, the guy that I was at on the on the roof up there with." Yeah, he uh he fell three stories uh you know straight straight down onto concrete. They're like, "Oh, oh my god." Then everyone starts freaking out. I have no idea if they call 911. Like 15 minutes later, an ambulance shows up. They can't get to him. And the way I got to him was I climbed over like this 10-foot metal fence because he fell into this closed-off area between apartments. They oh, they get out this giant saw. And this fence isn't like a chain-link fence. It's a very thick, iron-barred, you know, gate. Mm-hmm. They saw it open. And then like, but before they can even get to him, a paramedic comes down to help me. He climbs up to the roof where I was. He jumps across from one roof to the other like freaking Batman and then slides down on like a gutter that and then awesome. starts. He was freaking awesome and starts treating him. He was, he was a real rescue hero. Mm-hmm. He, they always save the day. They, oh, they always save the day. He had really, really, really big legs and boots. So what's the end result of this tale? What happened to that guy? He broke his back. Anyway, um, no, he he fractured one of his vertebra and I think he collapsed one of his lungs. Yeah, but where is he now? Oh, he like made a complete, re- he made a complete recovery. Did he, did he stop drinking to access? I don't know. He's not allowed in my apartment, and I'm never going to have contact with him ever again. I told my roommate that he was not allowed anywhere near our property. If I saw that, that I would call the police. And that <laughs> I Karen, never... what did you learn from that story? I learned that um, Martin here has some slight EMT training. <laughs> <laughs> That was one of the craziest nights of my life, and I never want anything like that to ever happen to me ever again. Mm. So what's up with you, Joel? Oh, I, I went to Monster Jam. How was it? Recently. It was, for those who don't know, Monster Jam is a monster truck show that tours the country. Mm-hmm. This is a really interesting subculture. I had no idea that these monster trucks had fans all over the world, apparently. You weren't a fan of Grave, Grave Digger, Digger when you were a little kid? Or Bigfoot? Big those are the two ones that I know. That's the only ones that I know. I and had. I I had a Bigfoot yeah. monster, monster truck replica. It was tons of fun. <laughs> well, Gravedigger was actually there when we went. And I got to say that this was wildly and frenetically boring. <laughs> 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 hey, it was dull. It was a snooze fest. That was, Martin, you and I, we went to go. We went to PBR, which is professional bull riding. That was the most oh, my, entertaining. Was the best nights of my life. That was one of the, that was the most fun I've had in an arena. In years. Ever. Yeah, it's a blast. I highly recommend anybody go see that because it is fun as hell. It's fun as hell and what those people are doing is unreal. Yeah, not just that, but they have it structured really well where it's like, boom, boom, boom. One guy goes and the next guy, the next guy, the next guy, the next guy. Like They don't pause. It's just guy after guy after guy. Like It's it's well done. It's really fast. Monster trucks, though, it's the other way around. Just, just the way it's structured. Like There's a lot of in-between time it's set up. It's just it's boring. It's really, all they do is go around in a circle and they drive over the same cars over and over again. There's not much to it. I was was expecting there to be something crazier, I guess. I don't know. One thing that I did realize, though, that it is loud as hell in there. Like, the the sound of those trucks 
reverberating in that arena. Mm-hmm. Like it was unbelievably loud. And I was looking around and I saw like little kids without like like this little kid in front of me must have been like two years old and he was refusing to put on these earmuffs. Mm-hmm. Like, that kid's gonna be deaf for the rest of his life. But yeah, Monster Jam sucked. And I, I, oh, I also went to um, Dialogue in the Dark. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Which was this exhibit in the city that it's like a simulation that shows you what it's like to be blind. Mm-hmm. They give you a cane, like the mobility sticks, what they're called, and they put you in a room. They shut the lights off completely, and an actual blind guy is in there with you, and he's like guiding you through these rooms that have all this stuff in it, and you're supposed to like feel your way through it and try to figure out where you are. It was really cool. It was really well done. The moments the lights went down, this woman went nuts. She was like, "I gotta get out of here! I gotta get out of here! I gotta get out of here!" I, I, I was so embarrassing. It was like this. This is pathetic. Pathetic. Yeah, because you you said You've never been in the dark before. No, no, no. <laughs> but you you said that the person that was leading it was blind. Yeah, it was a real blind guy leading it. Who, like, and, he, and it wasn't like he was blind his entire life. He lost his vision. Yeah, a he year lost or two his ago, vision. Right? Like yeah, 2010. He told he sold us. Okay, so can you imagine how you would feel if you had lost your vision two years ago and you're trying to simulate what your life is like and the lights go out and some someone just freaks out like <laughs> get out of here. <laughs> that's that's outrageously insulting and like yeah. also soul crushing for you it's like come on like this, this guy lives it every day and you're gonna yeah. like flip out that's exactly what i was thinking when that lady did that but no the exhibit was pretty cool it's it was split up into different rooms each room represented a different new york-like environment the best one was it's like a grocery store having to use your stick to go to the grocery store and it's like there's all these items on a shelf and you have to feel your way through it's like you have a box and you're just like what the hell is in here mm-hmm. it was so dark you couldn't tell so that that's when it really hit me it's like man this really sucks <laughs> I'm really thankful I can see. It's like, wow. Kevin, you, you have to lose one of your senses. Which is it? My sense of feeling. Don't want to touch anyone. Smell? That's your go-to? Yeah. What about you, Joel? Yeah, I'm going with taste. you going with taste? Oh, taste? Or no, smell. Smell. Oh, but if you lose smell, you lose taste. Yeah, they go hand in hand. Yeah, so that's, yeah, that's the one. I'd rather be able to touch and see and hear than fine. I can't taste. If anything, that would be a help if I couldn't taste things anymore because then you could just eat healthy food forever. That's true. And it wouldn't even bother you anymore, right? I wonder if you'd your only- body would still crave specific foods though I don't know would, would you, it would you even be hungry like unless you like, you know how like, you eat when you're bored yeah that like, wouldn't we, that wouldn't happen yeah you probably wouldn't happen if you didn't have like it because there's no sensory stimulation from it yeah you would just do it like for the fuel aspect of it yeah that's about it oh man I'd be so t- <laughs> So then this is more of like an ideal situation. So you let me just jam get ripped. this pike up your nose. and Yeah, yeah. Joel's going to scramble part of your brain that deals with taste and mm-hmm. smell. Man, 1% body fat. Is that your, is that your goal? Hey, speaking of, yeah. there's this thing you can go to. It's somewhere in New York to get your... The tank? Water tank? No, the pod. Yeah. You just sit in the pod. I know what that is, yes. I think we should do it. You want to know how much body fat you have? Yeah, I do. I, I want to know it's so bad. <laughs> really? Yeah. Because I feel like if you know what that is, then you can work to decrease that and then you know you're doing something, right? Like like losing weight doesn't mean anything. Yeah. That's real. That's a real improvement over time. What if you're yeah. keeping your body fat at the same level, but you're increasing muscle density, fast twitch muscle no. fiber, lean muscle Zero percent body fat. Yeah. That's the goal. You would die. You no, ha- that's the goal. You have to have that's got- the goal. You'll die. You need fat. <laughs> Zero. Negative percent body yes, fat. Yes, negative. Just don't when, I'm around, when I'm around fat people, they get less. Fat. If you had no subdermal fat, you would die. All right, one percent. You would still probably one die. Through this guy, bone. I really want to know what it is. It's probably way higher than I think it is too. Oh, what, you think you're at three percent right now? No, no, no. But you? whatever I think, it'd probably be even way higher than that. You're probably at ten, ten to thirteen. What's a normal male supposed to have? Like around around ten to ten to twelve. Ten, ten to thirteen. Normal. And the average female? It's like fifteen to twenty, probably. Yeah, so right? Your your number would be like thirty-five or something. That would that crush your soul? It would crush. 
crush my soul. Like, hey, guess what? You got the body fat of a fat woman. <laughs> it's like, oh. Yeah, and then the doctor starts making fun. He's like, well, here's, 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 a, here's a coupon for Lane Bryant. Have fun. <laughs> 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 it's 1.18 in the morning. I know. Is it really? Yeah. When did we start this? Midnight. Oh yeah, that's right. Okay, we're gonna close this uh special bonus episode of this of this podcast with one last question, and I picked one out at random, and it's called Banquet of Lovers. Okay, so here's the question. Every person you have ever slept with is invited to a banquet where you are a guest of honor. No one will be in attendance except you, the collection of your former lovers, and the catering service. After the meal, you're asked to give a 15-minute speech to the assembly. What do you talk about, Joel? Yeah, I'm familiar with this question. I know a friend of mine, I asked him this. He said that he would just, like, start cursing off. <laughs> one, one said that he would just start cursing them off, and the other one would just say, oh, no, no, you know, you know what he said? You know what he said he was going to do? He, every girl he's ever slept with in the room, he, he would just go up to the podium and start talking about the most inane... <laughs> BS. Because they're expecting him to say something profound, but he's like, you know what? I don't owe you people anything. So he's just going to waste their time. Talk about mustaches or something for two hours straight. That's not a waste of time. You're right. It's profound. (laughs) Great use of of his time. It's interesting. I would probably... Talk about shaving. Talk about shaving for three hours straight. And they'd have no choice but to listen to me. <laughs> what do you talk about? Is that your dream to have a captive three hour long shaving audience? Oh, captive. Like they're locked into their seats. They are, right? They can't leave until you're done. <laughs> <laughs> History of shaving. I don't know. It would probably be... In, in my head, I'm imagining it being pretty cordial. Like saying, hey, we had some good times. <laughs> that, that was fun. I learned a lot. I grew as we a had, person from each of you. Each of these experiences. We had good times. like a movie cliche. We had bad times. Yeah, I'm like a romantic comedy. I don't want my banquet to be like that at all. Well, I mean, well, I can honestly say that every relationship I've had has been better than the last a little bit, I could say. this, Or, or I should say this. I should say uh, I've learned something from every relationship. You didn't that, have you didn't have a Mr. Big that you compare every relationship to? Are you making like a Sex in the City reference? <laughs> yeah, uh, yeah, like yeah. A <laughs> porn reference or something? Yeah, I'm making a Sex in the City reference actually. Okay. Well, what are you saying? Uh, I don't know. I guess the cordial route, like you. Yeah. I don't know. Yeah, but what are you going to talk to him about? Oh, I know. I, I know who who's in this guy's dark past. Dark checkered <laughs> past. Yeah, wait, you have a very there's dark a, checkered there's past. There's a certain someone. I'm sure you have a lot to say. I don't have any dark checkered past. Yeah. Right. <laughs> Oh, man. <laughs> Sinister is what I would just describe. Kevin's high school flame. You can't tame that flame. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, well, the relationship I'm in now, I've been in for over 20 11, years. 11 years. So, yeah, there's not many people at this banquet. <laughs> <sighs> the the real problem I, ha- I I would have would be the guests talking to each other at this banquet. About you? No, just... He's, he's a real prick. No, no, just talking to each other. What, all the chatter over you talking? Yeah, because I'm trying to have a discussion and they're just going to ignore me. What a telling statement. Yeah, yeah really. Wow. This is the insight into uh, Martin's psyche. Yeah, whoa. I'm going to say something like, you know, it was the best of times. It was the worst of times. Yeah, I'm going to I'm going to start it off with a tale of two cities. I'm going to say uh <laughs> It was a time of great wealth. It was a time of famine. Yeah, and they, they're bored it was instantly. A time of what? A time of darkness. <laughs> start talking to each other. They all just start killing themselves. That would be cool if I was able to somehow <laughs> give a speech that inspired mass suicide. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That inspired mass suicide, like like a very like Mansonian kind of like like Charles Manson kind of situation. Yeah, Manchurian candidate. What? <laughs> 
Yeah, yeah, yeah. I would, I, you know what? I would research how to brainwash them and I would keep them there brainwashed and then I would have some type of keyword that would cause them to trigger. That trigger would be a self-termination. <laughs> That's yeah, what I, so, that's, so, so would you go the cordial route or <laughs> tell people to go to hell? Or, I don't or do, think this is cordial at all. You'd pull a gun and start shooting? Is that, is that no, 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 no. It starts off very cordial and then it brainwashes them. Oh, I asked like a legit question. You're still <laughs> dancing around. Oh, what would I actually do? Hey, guys. Remember me? <laughs> <laughs> Why did I turn the crust of the clown? I don't get it. It's a good impersonation, right? <laughs> Spot on. I think I think the entire time I was there, I, would... I miss all of you. Yeah, those are tears. Actually, like, I made a powerful mistake. I made a powerful mistake. Yeah. The majority of my speech would be me apologizing. I think. Be like, I'm sorry I hurt everybody here. <laughs> Both emotionally and physically. I'm sorry, I my 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 drink has been out of really out of control. <laughs> uh, no, in 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 all honesty, I think I would say that I enjoyed their company. Yeah, we had fun while it lasted. We had fun while it lasted, Later, but, but but everybody grows and everybody, you know, it just didn't work out and things weren't meant to be. And I'd say later, dude, and I you know get on my skateboard and skateboard out of yeah, there. Why don't you chumps? grow up and you're like just pointing at them accusing them <laughs> how about how about I get off the podium and I, I just carry the microphone around it's a wireless mic and I start poking them like really hard with my finger in their chest and you and I you turn it into a roast, <laughs> roast. <laughs> are you like sitting on a dais like in the middle of the room like on a platform and they're all around you I prefer, I prefer to be sitting at like a long table are you Not, the only one there I'm the only one there so, so it's like I'm a panel but a panel of one <laughs> Question for the panel. Question for the panel. Yeah, yeah. They ask me a question. I'll hang up and listen to my answer. Uh, Kevin, you're exhausted. Did it start snowing yet? You you can't tell, right? The way his no. windows are. Seriously, Joel. Never heard of it. All right. Well, we'll see how this turns out with the editing. It's either going to be a, a colossal bore or a mild. I feel like this is a giant headache for you. Yeah. All right. I guess that's it. We'll, <laughs> we'll see you next time. See you next time, guys. Bye bye. Did you learn nothing from my cake boss story? <laughs> Joel, I did not learn anything from your cake boss story. <laughs> yeah, your cake boss story had 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 no. You see, it is this giant moral tale. There this was just there, the modern was day no struggle. That cake, just... boss, that cake boss story was a latter day Aesop's fable. <laughs>